I'm Jacob Rodriguez, Editor-in-Chief of the University Star, and you're listening to a University Star podcast. Around here, when you win, it isn't good enough. You know, but when you lose, damn sure ain't good enough. So so what is good enough? You guys need to tell us what is good enough. I guess you get paid to cause controversy, but in this locker room, we're not going to help that call. You, you write that in the paper. You write that. You make money off that. You're carrying on like a legacy, like your last name, you know? The people that did this in the 80s, they weren't doing it just because, oh, they thought it was a cool hairdo. No, they were doing it because they were badass. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Cats Got Our Tongues. I'm Claire Partain, the sports editor. You can follow me on Twitter at Partain underscore Claire. Hopefully you can spell those out. Uh, today I'm here with Colton McWilliams. Who? Uh, where can people follow you at? Uh, people can follow me on Twitter at Colton B. Mac. And if you're brave enough, you can follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Cassidy underscore Maverick. So we're just going to put that out there. Yeah, you're missing out if you don't follow us, basically. Um, but yeah, so today we're going to talk about baseball and softball because they started their seasons uh, just these past couple weeks. Baseball had their opening weekend on Valentine's Day on Valentine's Day weekend here at home. And the uh, softball had the Bobcat Classic. So, Colton, you were at this series they had this weekend with Stony Brook. Uh what did it seem like they were doing out there? I'll be honest. Like we talked about on the uh, previously, how we were our main focus was going to be on the pitching, mm-hmm. how the pitching was going to step up, and for the most part, the pitching did its job. I was actually kind of impressed. We had a lot of people step up, like Zachary Lee stepped up. You know, he was kind of one of the starter, kind of in the bullpen. You know, not one of the main stars like uh-huh. your Connor Rikes or your Honey McMahon's, but you know, he stepped in on uh, Friday and he did a really good job. And I mean, it was wasn't anything you can like be like, oh, that was bad. Like, no, he did really well, and that was kind of the theme over the weekend. It was mm-hmm. just the pitching staff stepped up. It was obvious, like, okay. From, especially from this first series, like, okay, it doesn't look like pitching's going to be terrible because they all performed well. They mm-hmm. were all throwing strikes, and they weren't allowing that many walks, and it was actually kind of impressive just watching. And one of the, like, I went to the game on Sunday, and Wes Engel turned out he was redshirted from last year because I guess he had surgery to remove, like, a rib what? Yes, it was like That's one of the, really intense. But he comes in, you know, only throws like four innings, but he ends up getting like eight strikeouts and in a bases loaded situation, picks off the guy from second to end the inning. So like defensively, it was a really great, you know, effort from the team. The only like what Coach Trout said, you know, in that interview on Sunday was like we need to work on offense. Offense, mm-hmm. you know, showed up, what was it? I think it was that one Saturday, he scored six runs. Yeah. And then kind of went off wayside. Uh, they only, you know, scored, besides those six runs, they didn't really did a whole lot of scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, on Sunday, they only, you know, they were down 3-1 in that, in the seventh inning. Ended up scoring three runs in that, you know, in, that, in the bottom of the seventh to finally, you know, knock off Stony Brook. Mm-hmm. But he said, like, that's what we need to focus on going forward uh, is the bats. So that's ki- that was kind of a relief because... I feel like you can always work on your hitting. Yeah. It's always more problem with, like, your pitching staff if they're going to struggle or not. Yeah, sometimes it's, like, I feel like with pitching it's, like, it's there or it's not a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, you know, but, like, hitting is something that you can definitely, like, get better at through the season. And that's what uh, Jackson Williams, you know, the second uh-huh. baseman, he talked about, like, yeah, that's, the th- you know, our pitching staff did really good. As an offense, we need to step up our game. Yeah. 
Because we could have something here with this baseball team. I, I th- say it's too early to yeah. start, you know, making some bold predictions, but I think it'll be interesting to follow this team going forward, especially after they're perform- if they keep performing how they do- did against Stony Brook, and the offense comes through. Like this team's going to be all right. This this isn't going to be a rebuild. This almost feels like a reloading. Season, so it's going to be really interesting to see this baseball team moving forward. Yeah, it seems like there's less question marks than we thought. Yeah, I think we had a lot, a lot of answers uh-huh. this weekend. I think that's probably a relief to a lot of these ba- to these Bobcat fans. It's like, okay, baseball seems to be getting everything under control. Yeah, um, and just so y'all know for some context, uh, so this was uh, a four-game series over Stony Brook. Uh, they were kind of an interesting competition because they won the America East Conference last year. So we were thinking they were a pretty good test. And we ended up winning out uh, 3-1 in the in the series. So that's pretty good. Yeah, it was just one of those series. It's just like, okay, this is a great, this is basically a great start to the season. You know, they got, took out one loss, but like also it wasn't, you know, ter- it was just downright terrible. We weren't yeah. blown out. But, like, it's all these problems that I see, like, it's stuff that can be fixed and can be worked on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, going into this week, we're playing on Wednesday, we're playing Houston Baptist. Yes, we're, we're going on the road to Houston to play Houston Baptist, and then we're returning returning home to play Lamar in a three-game series. Do you know anything about these teams? Like, they all, they're all competing in the Southland Conference. You know, uh, that's with your Sam Houston State's SFAs, yeah. Evelyn Christians. So I think what I want to – I don't know much about them, but I know they're probably going to be tough. Mm-hmm. I think Texas State needs to do what they did against Stony Brook. You know, you know, just respond with, like, great pitching, and let's see if the offense, you know, steps up their game from last week. And I think if you if they do that, I think we're going to see more of our answers, you know, more of our questions become answered, mm-hmm. seeing who's – you know, how – after their – you know, great performance against Stony Brook, what are the starting pit- – that starting rotation and the pitching staff just going to continue that momentum uh-huh. going forward. It's just seeing if we've got that co- uh, consistency yes. going on. If that consistency mo- continues from week from that one weekend. So yeah, if y'all want to know more about what happened this weekend and what times these games are going on this weekend, uh, you can look on. Uh, the University Star came out today, uh, as in Tuesday. So we've got a story about baseball. Uh, and also something we want to talk about is uh, softball. They were also home for the Bobcat Classic they have every year. And they literally went undefeated. It was amazing. Uh, yeah. Just wiped the floor <laughs> yeah. with that one. My God. Yeah. I was not expecting that. It was a good weekend. Yeah. They kicked off, you know, the Bobcat Classic with UTSA, which is always a great game. And it was just as what I expected from yeah. playing a rival. It was just, you know, both teams just fighting, just beating the hell out of each other. And then Texas State coming in the end in the final ending to mm-hmm. win the game. Yeah, it's always good to see that rivalry go on, especially when you win. Feels really good. Did you go to that softball game? No. Okay. Yeah, good. I didn't get to go to any softball games this weekend or baseball, unfortunately. But I, fi- but I figured there was probably, like, a really good crowd, considering, you know, San Antonio was, you know, just down the road from us. Yeah, and... yeah, exactly. I think that those always have, like, more of a turnout. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we went on and played St. Louis next, beat them in two games. Uh, I think we blew them out on Saturday. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we had, like, a lot of close games no. against St. Louis. I know the, the closest game was, honestly, was... Um, was I think it was, like, UTSA, UTSA game. Yeah. Yeah, so, 
Yeah, so basically they blew out all of the teams except for UTSA in almost every game. Uh, with St. Louis, the best game of probably the weekend was the 12-0 blowout, mm-hmm. you know. Shutting out St. Louis, so that was really cool. And then on that same day, they had a 5-3 victory over Wichita State. Yeah, it was a really impressive because, uh, you know, coming in, you know, going into the Bobcat class, I was like, okay, how are they going to respond? You know, mm-hmm. they played some really big-name teams in that tournament so how are they going to come home you know respond to get you know no offense to wichita state and st louis and utsa but you know it's not you know playing uh, auburn or kentucky or louisville but it really surprised me like yeah they came out beat the teams they were supposed to beat and Mm -hmm. like left no doubt like yeah they were the best team in the bobcat classic and it was just like okay we may have i think this team could do some really special stuff yeah and i think you know like as opposed to the baseball team, I think that their strength was in their offense this uh Oh yeah, this oh series. no. No doubt about it. It's like the the softball team, you know, it's weird when you talk about teams cuz like everything came back, you know, from last season, mm-hmm. everyone is back. Whole infield. The offense is back and even our replacements are doing just as well mm-hmm. if, you know, from last season. And, you know, you got Daniel, you know, Megan King and Daniela Barrera you know, still pitching, and not only that, they're dominating, mm-hmm. and it's just like it gets a lot of excitement. Like I don't want to, like I want to be like excited for this team. Like it Me is too. kind of amazing, but I know like how you know they said it when they were talking, you know, with Daniela and uh, Haley. You know, they were saying their memo this entire season is, you know, we have to take it one game at a yes. time. And I think, and I think they're absolutely right. I think you can't look too far ahead they need Mm -hmm. to focus on you know just you know let's focus on this one game turn around let's focus on this one game to the other and they've been really doing that to a almost to a t and that's really exciting to see kind of their just mentality of like we're no it's almost like we know we're good but we need to focus you know on this game we need to focus on the other you know what who we're playing right now and you know just watching them play like you know reading all the box scores and recaps, it's just like, dang, I think this is going to be a really great team. Yeah, I think we, you know, we kind of predicted that when we uh, saw the schedule just in general. Uh, And I think that she had a right to be confident in this team because they seem like they're doing really well. And now that you mentioned that, I did notice that a lot of the quotes we got from this weekend was one game at a time, one pitch at a Mm -hmm. time. Every time you go up, it's like, that's what you're focusing on. I think that's a really cool motto to have for the season. Um, and also, speaking of pitching, the we had a freshman come out and do really well, too, uh, Tori McCann. Mm-hmm. She was uh, one of the, I think, um, Coach Ricky said she was like an MVP. She did really well. I can't remember what game she pitched in. But, yeah, the pitching staff looks good, too. It feels like everything in softball is just clicking. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really – I just hope, like, they keep this momentum going. Like, you know, it is really early in the season. We have, And, you know, conference play isn't till like, I think, yeah, early March. Yeah, so we've got a little while, a lot of games to go through. Um, yeah, so, you know, we kind of said that this weekend was teams that weren't near as tough as, like, the U.S. Olympic team and mm-hmm. some of those big names that we played last weekend. But we're kind of coming back and playing teams like that again this weekend. Yeah, just going up the road to Waco in the mm-hmm. Baylor Invitational, and it's going to be similar to that Florida, yeah. you know, that tournament in Florida. It's you know these aren't you know names you just laugh at. You know you got Minnesota. You're gonna they're gonna play Minnesota. 
on Friday, you know, doubleheader on Friday. They're going to play Minnesota, turn around and play uh, Illinois, and then on Saturday, playing Minnesota again, and then turning around and playing Baylor. Yeah, I think Baylor's going to be a really big test. Yeah, it's be it's just another test just to watch the softball team, like how mm-hmm. they, you know, how they can respond and get, you know, another round of, like, big-name teams. So it's going to be really interesting to watch them play, especially that Baylor game. Yeah. Because I know Baylor's kind of a big – they're usually, like, a big softball team in Texas. They're kind of a big – you know, if you notice the pattern, they're a big everything team. They're mm-hmm. a big volleyball team. And since they're so close, we all, we play them in, like, basically every sport. Yeah, so everything that's not named football. Yeah, yeah, everything that's not football. So it's kind of like – yeah, we're going to, like, really be tested. We know when we face Baylor, we're going to mm-hmm. be really tested. And then on Sunday, they also play Tulsa. So this Baylor Classic is definitely going to be a challenge for them and just a chance to see if they can, like, keep keep making a name for themselves yeah. in these games. Yeah, it's always always loved when, like, when, when I saw the schedule, I was like, okay, she, Coach Wooden knows this team is good now. Yeah. You know, they did really well against the Bo- in the Bobcat Classic. Now how they're going to respond to, like, such bigger-name teams. Uh, yeah. Like your Minnesota's, your Illinois, and then playing Baylor, you know, on Saturday. So, it, I wish, you know, these teams – oh, okay. I wish these, you know, games are just broadcast so people can get more of an idea, like, who, who this team is. Because, uh-huh. like, this team is really good, and, like, people need to realize it. But, you know, softball's just one of those sports you just don't know where to watch – all the yeah. games that, you know, when we watched that, uh, you know, when they were playing, you know, in that NFCA, you know, leadoff classic, like we were, you know, I followed the link, and, you know, we were watching it. I was watching it on YouTube. Yeah. You know, not a lot of these games are not on ESPN Plus except one, which is the Baylor game. Which is good. Which is good. <laughs> I really enjoy like, hey, I'm going to have an opportunity to watch this yeah. game. Yeah, I wish that all of the games were streamed, though, but. Yeah, at least we get to watch the Baylor game and just get a really good chance to see how they face up against these big teams again. Uh, and once again, we had a softball story go on at, on the Star, which came out today. So if y'all wanted to know exactly what went down at the Bobcat Classic, we've got that there for you. Uh, and yeah, check out the Baylor game on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, you got anything else to say about baseball and softball? No, that's about it. Like I said, it's just really, you know, baseball started off their season really well. Softball's yeah. continuing their momentum. When, whenever you, you get a chance to watch these teams, they need your support because these team these teams could potentially be really good, and they need all the support mm-hmm. y'all y'all guys can give. Yeah, I think this is basically the best start to some seasons you can really ask for. This is honestly the best Texas State <laughs> sports weekend. Oh yeah, ever. Yeah, like oh. even a lot of fans were, you know reminiscing on the fact like wow everybody won i don't know when the last time that has happened i couldn't wait to tweet like we swept everything this weekend the only thing being that one baseball game or else i could have said that we won literally everything this weekend because uh just a preview basketball won against little rock and uh arkansas state both teams men's and women's women's is back in business so it was a good weekend yeah yes it was a really good weekend <laughs> Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about that good weekend with Cade Andrews in a second. Uh, Thanks for coming on, Colton. No problem. All right. So now we've got basketball expert Cade Andrews up in here. What's uh, where can people follow you at, Cade? Uh, They could follow me on Twitter at Cade underscore Andrews, you know, C-A-D-E underscore A-N-D-R-E-W-S. He really spelled it out for you guys. No excuses. Yes. Go ahead and hit that follow button. (laughs) 
All right, so uh, just before Colton left, we were talking about how this was, like, one of the best sports weekends for Bobcats in a long time. Yes, actually, <laughs> you know, if you look at the combined record, I believe it was 12-1. Yeah, just that one baseball game. Man. Yeah, that one game, which they lost by one run. Oh, it, was a, it was in a doubleheader, so. Yeah, I mean, we won the series, so I'm not worried about that. But I, I told Colton I really wanted to tweet out, like, we won everything this weekend. Yeah, just that one loss. Yeah. It, it hurts, but... You know, it's bound to happen. Yeah. Well, anyway, basketball did really good. So uh, you want to talk about men's basketball? Men's basketball. They went 2-0 and across the weekend. Obviously, Thursday, they beat the number one team in the conference, Arkansas Little Rock. That was a big one. Um, we dominated from the start. Mm-hmm. We were up by, it was 31-9 to, to nine at the start of the game. We were That's up by crazy. 22. And, you know, this was a game I was not very confident on. Even mm-hmm. being up by 22, I'm just like, they're going to start cutting into our lead. And so they did. Uh, I believe it got down to like an eight-point game. And then Arkansas Little Rock had a wide-open three, and it just barely missed. You know, it it went in and out. And, you know, if he had made that three, who knows how the game would have ended. But we won. We won by a final score of, I believe, I actually don't remember. But we won. (laughs) And uh, let's talk about the play of the game. Yes. I wish I was there. Alonzo Sule. You know, Mason Harrell shot a three. It just, you know, it bounced off the rim, and then Alonzo Sewell just comes out of nowhere and just puts it back down. And, I mean, you could hear the rim from all over the arena. Everyone could hear. People probably outside could probably hear it. <laughs> it was that loud. And later that night, it was on SportsCenter. Yeah, that's ESPN's really cool. ESPN's Top 10, so. Yeah, that was a really cool opportunity for us to get some clout real quick. So. Yeah, I know. That was, that was a fun moment, and I really think that had an effect on the game because – I mean, we were up by, you know, 20 when that happened, or maybe like 16. We were up by a lot. Mm-hmm. But then that just sent the crowd to a whole other level. And then that sent, obviously, Alonzo Sule to a whole other level as he scored 26 points and had 10 rebounds again. Yeah, game. he killed it. A career high. And back-to-back plays. He got that dunk, and then the very next play he got a dunk. So That's crazy, man. I mean, the crowd was the crowd was on its feet, and we beat Arkansas Little Rock. Now, moving on to Saturday, Arkansas State. They're a tough team too. We only we beat them by two the first time we played or four. It was a very close game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we you know from just like Arkansas Little Rock, we started out hot, and we you know second half it got a little it got closer. They cut it down to three points. It was a three point game with like ten seconds left. Jesus. Luckily, Marlon Davis made the two free throws, but like my goodness, we're up by almost twenty, mm-hmm. and they let that one go down to the wire. They want to make you nervous, Kate. Yeah, I, I don't know what the deal was. Thing. But they won, and I'm relieved. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And now we're tied for third in conference. Yeah, so pretty good deal for us. Um, yeah, I heard these were really cl- uh, crowd-pleasing games. Were they just, like, fun to watch? They were definitely fun to watch. I think the attendance could have been a little better, um, especially playing the number one team in the conference. Yeah. But in terms of highlight plays, oh, there's there's so many, so many of them. Like, I lost count of how many, you know, dunks there were. I think... The game against Arkansas Little Rock had to be a record for dunks. So we should look into that. That I think that's something we were talking about. Drew and I were talking about that. So it was fun to watch. And uh I mean, but you know, they went two and zero. but there's no stopping. They gotta win this Thursday. They're taking on Georgia Southern, the team they're tied with for third in the conference, and then turn around and play Georgia State for the last home game of the season. And Georgia State's second, right? Georgia State is second. So it's it's, you know, all knotted up. And we're only one game ahead of 
fourth place. So. Yeah, so it's still really tight. And so if y'all didn't get a chance to see some of these crazy games, you should come to these coming yeah, up. Yeah, especially because Saturday is the last home game of the season. So for seniors like myself, and uh, I mean, I guess it's not your last home game, but you won't be here a year from now, will you? It's Yeah, I mean, it's my last game. I mean, other than like a game in like November next year, maybe. Yeah, but like for seniors and even Nigel Pearson, that's the biggest thing of all. Yeah. It's his last game. And Eric Terry. <laughs> But I've seen these guys plays since I was a freshman here, so it's it's a lot to just to think about. Mm-hmm. And I hope you know people show up, and I hope we get a win. Are you gonna stay a Texas State fan after you leave here? I'll stay a fan, but you know it won't it won't be the same. If no, that makes sense, yeah, I'll still be I a fan. That. I'll look it up. I'll follow along. But like obviously, I won't know the players like I do now. Yeah. So it it'll be different. But I'm just really hoping they could, you know, get some wins and uh, finish this thing out strong. Yeah, I hope these last two games are just like the icing on top. Yeah, and then, you know, speaking on Georgia Southern, we lost to them last time. We were up by four with a minute left. I didn't see that game, but I believe we just kind of let it. We just blew it at the end. So they're definitely a team we could beat. We just got to play the full 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's frustrating. We should have beat them the first time, but... We beat them on Thursday, then, you know, I'm okay with that game in the past. Yeah. We just got to learn from it. Yeah, we just got to, yeah, reconcile, you know, make Kate happy. Yes, of course. So to add to the Bobcats' great weekend, we had uh, women's basketball sweep the weekend for their first time in conference this season, uh, taking on Little Rock and Arkansas State with two wins. Um, I'm not going to get into it too much because Kate and I are going to actually talk to uh, Coach Z about uh, what happened this game, coming, what's coming up, and taking it one game at a time. Hey, Coach Z. Hi, Claire. Sorry about that. That was actually this is actually one of our first times trying the the booth's phone, so I don't know uh-huh. what was going on. All right. So um. Oh, okay, that's okay. I'm able to talk to you now. All right. Awesome. Um. So yeah, this is I'm Claire Partain, and then I've got Kate on here too. Hey, I'm Kate. How's it going? Okay. So we just want to ask you, you know, a few questions about this weekend. Um, y'all picked up two victories against Arkansas State and Arkansas Little Rock. What did you see from your team there? Oh, in those two games? So in those two games, just really a, a, the best word to put it is just a, a growth, a growth in our team from where we started at the beginning of conference play where we were in so many close contests. I think you've seen in the last five games, we've won three of the last five games, that our team is starting to put together how to overcome adversity within a game when it's really close. So whether it be something as simple as knocking down free throws, maybe a big defensive stop, um, being patient offensively so they don't go on a run and transition, whatever that adversity might be or that pushback from the opposing team just playing with a sense of poise and calm and then overcoming that I, I truly feel like our team is in a much better place and I know that a lot of it has come from the fact that we've we've adjusted practice in the last three weeks and we add a lot of situationals so we put our team in a variety of different situations at least anywhere between you know five to six times where they have to be able to respond whether they're up or whether they're down or whether the game is tied. And I really feel it's helped with some of the stress and anxiety that, that was occurring, you know, during that time period in all those close contests. So that's really what I saw. That, that's what we saw on the road because those are two, you know, those are two teams that beat us earlier. 
and there are also two teams that are, are pretty darn good, and that was Coach Foley's. You know, that win would have been Coach Foley's 800th win. And so when you go up against a coach of the same caliber of, of like a Coach Chisholm, you know, that can be that can be pretty tough. So for them to be able and us to be able to fight through at Little Rock and, and find a way to, to win was just awesome. And, you know, a name that we saw throughout the weekend was uh, Denasia Hood. She really had some great performances. Uh, what was her role in this weekend's wins? I think Denasia, for us, her role has is, is been defined by her ability to be able to score. I think it's also pretty cool. She's a San Antonio kid. She, you know, she went to Wagner High School, and she played for a, a local club by the name of San Antonio's Finest, which is a pretty good AAU program within the state. And so to see her evolve – uh, just within her sophomore year into, you know, someone who demands uh, a scout presence, meaning people have to figure out how they're going to defend her, it, is really neat. And so, you know, for her to be able to find those scores, I think in one of those games she struggled early, but she kept on shooting. Um, she's a kid who can score in all three layers, as we like to say in coaching, meaning she can score back to the basket, she can shoot the mid-range, and she can shoot the three. And so when you have a player like that on the floor that, demand some kind of a defensive scout presence and it really alleviates stress off of other players like Brooke Holly, who, you know, came in this year as a senior, um, who also was player of the week, like Denasia this, this year, who sometimes can see a lot of stress, you know, from defenses if, if she's the only person that we can go to to score. So Denasia's done a great job as a young sophomore. And how have you seen this team develop over the season? I mean, y'all have had some really close games, but this weekend y'all were able to get it done. What have you know? What adjustments have you made, and how is how have y'all you know how has y'all's confidence improved? Well, it goes back to your first question. You know, as, as far as what did we see over the weekend? What we've seen is so understand this team. We have twelve players on the team. Eight of them are freshmen and sophomores, and then we have two seniors in the Holly Twins and a junior um, and two juniors. And if you take a look at the upperclassmen, the four of them, truly only Brooke Holly is, you know, the returning starter from the upperclassmen. And so a lot of players haven't seen the true game time, you know, so far within their young careers. So if you take a look at that combined with the fact that we're, we're pretty youthful uh, on the front end with the freshmen and sophomores having eight of them, it's going to take time. Um, you know, uh, as impatient as I can be, I think the team has really taught me that if we keep fighting and they did every single practice, they kept working really hard. You know, we had a, a pretty stressful slide to start out in conference play, but this team went to work. And so I really try to explain to everyone, my favorite mantra for this group is quitters never win and winners never quit. And this team, they've been winners through all of it because they always practice hard. And that is great to see especially, you know, as, as you approach March, a lot of a lot of us teams want to be a part of the March Madness, and that's what you want to see, a team that is, is getting closer to the goal. You never want to peak too early because you could fizzle out. Um, and so that's what, you, that's what we've seen, and that's what I've learned about this team is that I've got a group of, of winners across the board. We might be young, but they're willing to keep learning and growing and fighting, and they do it together, and they're, they're having fun, which makes it a lot of fun to coach to be honest with you. The record doesn't reflect how much fun I'm having, I'll be honest. It's, it's, uh, it's been a really fun group to coach, and now to see us you know, have this sweep on the road in Arkansas it is really uplifting, not just for the coaches, um, but also for sure for the team. And, you know, because of this willingness to fight and the improvement throughout the season, you guys now are two games away from making uh, the tournament at the end of the season. Uh, so how are y'all going to approach uh, – that and trying to reach that goal 
You know, Claire, it's important that you take it game by game. You don't mm-hmm. want to add a lot of stress, especially on a team that's younger, that doesn't have the maturity of a veteran team like we had two years ago. I think it's important we approach each game as an opportunity to, you know, get better. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So, you know, we have the opportunity to play UTA at home. We have UTA coming up this week. We beat UTA at home. They're a really tough team. Uh, they're one of the top teams in the conference. I think it's important that we just go ahead and, and, and take that game at face value before we start looking ahead. Because once you start looking ahead, especially with a more youthful team, it can create a lot of anxiety and stress. And at the end of the day, it really comes to, you know, next game up. And, and the next game up for us is UTA. So we're spending a lot of time just focusing on the next scout versus talking about, you know, um, tournament placement. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for you. Uh, thank you so much for having patience and talking to us today. Thank you, Coach. Steve. No, hey, listen. Yeah, okay, Claire, I absolutely love talking to students. I, I coach because I love your age group. So I think it's great that the two of you are covering women's basketball, uh, especially in this day and age. I think there are more fans than people realize. So by having both y'all's voices, you know, inserted and in, in talking to you know your group, um, and then obviously the others that are listening, I think it's just great. So I really appreciate the two of you taking the time to cover women's basketball. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of fun. Okay, great. All right. All well, right. good good, good luck this week staying warm. Thank awesome. you. Good luck this right. weekend. Thank you. We'll take it. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. I'm looking to men's basketball and women's basketball in this whole awesome weekend on the star, the print issue that came out today as of Tuesday, uh, and then – yeah, just get ready to see some more wins, hopefully. We've got yeah, a big week coming up. And come to the games this weekend. Nigel yes. Pearson's last game at Bobcat, or, you know, straight hit arena as a Bobcat. Yeah, it's a big deal, guys. He's been a four-year starter. He's all-time leading scorer. Just recently, actually, you know, let's talk about that real fast. Yeah. Just recently passed 2,000 all-time, you know, career all-time points. Mm-hmm. So this is the last time we'll ever see him well, in San Marcos. Didn't he recently get, like, the first player to get three consecutive years with uh, 500 points? 500 points. Yeah, so, I mean, this is a historic player. Um, I'm just glad to have gone to college at the same time this guy has. Literally the same age, like from freshman all the way to senior year, I've seen this guy develop. And so I'm not, you know, I'm a fan. And it's just, it's almost like, wow, this is my last game too. But no, it's it's Nigel Pearson's last game. <laughs> so, yeah, come see Nigel and Cade's last game of the season. Yes, come on weekend. by. All right, anything else you got to say? That'll be it. Go Bobcats. Go Bobcats. All right, once again, this was Cats Got Our Tongues, episode 33. I'm Claire Partain, the sports editor, and you were listening to Cade Andrews and the assistant sports editor, Colton McWilliams. Uh, Have a great week, guys.